Let's approach the subject. You know, Florida State is at the midpoint, two and four. You mentioned it earlier, Logan. You know, mm-hmm. you know the back end of the schedule was always the toughest part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about in the early, early, in the preseason stuff how, you know, Florida State's got to get off to a great start because of how tough the back end was. Now you look at that back end, and it doesn't seem as tough as it is, you know, as it was at the start of September. So, uh, you know, now you have people talking about six and six being a possibility. So what do you guys think? You know, is, is that? There's a path. Is that it, out of the realm of possibility? You know, it. what would your over-under be percentage-wise that FSU can get to four, you know, to four, four and two in his last six and get to a bowl game? Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. The great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from This Beer, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. Hope everyone is having a great evening. It's been a beautiful day in Tallahassee. Definitely beautiful for some football. A little cool breeze in the air this morning over by the practice fields in Dope Campbell Stadium during Florida State's practice. We are enjoying a bye week. Florida State's on a two-game winning streak. And we didn't get to hear from Austin last week to give his little his feelings about Florida State going up there and upsetting North Carolina. I believe Austin. Oh, we'll talk about it in just a few. Anyways, gentlemen, with me this evening is Austin Vizi, lead basketball writer, was just at the ACC tip-off, putting in some good work there. Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor down below. And then Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider. Everybody looks just absolutely exhausted, dead. We've hit the middle of the season. It's probably how everybody should be looking. It is a very busy year so far. <laughs> everybody looks dead. Good thing. Ah, we'll talk about it in just a little bit. We'll talk about it in just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, hope everybody's doing good. As always, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. I got the energy. I'm amped up. I mean, I'm like on 200 milligrams of caffeine. I'm feeling great. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Bye week, two game winning streak. And we look like this. We haven't had one of these in years. Some of us have, have 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 jobs, and you know, I've been up since five thirty five thirty in the morning, man. Ready to get this done? Let's go. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all are in the middle of the season. I'm starting my season, and I'm already tired. So we're, we're in for a long one. I'm glad it's a bye week. Let's just say that. Dang. Yeah, I, I, I need it. Yeah, my, 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 my Twitter thumbs need it. Yeah, all that tweeting, <laughs> all that trash yeah. talking, huh? Oh, my God. God forbid. 
Uh, Austin, Austin, Austin. A lot of, a lot of, I know you're tired tonight, but hopefully that will get you a little feisty. A lot of things we got to talk to you about and even, even Dustin too. But, uh, Austin, we didn't get to get your, uh, first instant reaction. Now you can do a full recap. We'll give last thoughts on the North Carolina game where Florida State went up to Chapel Hill and won 35 to 25, scored 21 points in the second quarter there. But we'll do that. We'll talk about that. Third quarter. Wait, what this, second quarter? You're right. I don't second know. Go, it, it's um, bye week. All right, Dustin, it's mute the mic for 10 week. minutes. Oh you got to take him. He you're is in timeout, Dustin. Holy yeah, shit. you're on. God almighty. The production meeting and now this. We've got to get him on something. Well, he, well never mind. Uh, Brian Robinson transferring after Florida State's win up there in Chapel Hill. Trashawn Ward great as a top running back in the country. Jermaine Johnson getting some love and some accolades. As a semifinalist for the Lombardi Trophy, we'll talk about practice observations and FSU schedule for the rest of the week. And that'll kind of condense football there. We are going to be introducing a new big-time sponsor to hear the spear for the next couple months. And then we've got basketball, like I mentioned earlier. Austin was up there in Charlotte for the ACC tip-off. Terrence Mann just signed a big-time contract there with the Clippers. More to come, I think, for him, too. And then uh, Ifondu Kelly. Oh, oh, my God. Kevin Gelly. I should just say that. Beyond to Kevin Gelly. Don't even laugh. I love how Dustin's laughing. Kevin Gelly gets uh, gets waved by the Cavaliers. But after that, there's nothing else to talk about. It'll be a nice, quick, and easy pod and show for everyone this evening. So, uh, VZ, how do you feel about that Florida State win up there in Chapel Hill? Mike Novell's first road win. It was good. I mean, they were doing things that we haven't seen Florida State do all year. They're putting guys in motion and get them open. They're using the wrong game to set up the pass, which we've been talking about, especially that first touchdown on Terry Wilson. You know, they, they bit so hard on the – or North Carolina bit so hard on that RPO, sucked in the defense, and all Travis had to do was say, oh, okay, that corner, that safety is sucking down, I can just throw it to a spot. When you do stuff like that, it's simple. These guys aren't the best route runners, so when you're able to scheme looks like that open, it makes a world of difference. Even that second touchdown on Terry Wilson was just a great play design to – call it pick play, pick play but do it correctly where guys are still moving they're not blocking right away they just did so many great things to scheme guys open looks and i think that's important for for a team that doesn't have a lot of separation skill doesn't have top end speed as fast but doesn't have top end speed dylan hammond norvell did an exceptional job just scheming around north carolina finding ways to get guys open and then the running game was fantastic you know, Treshawn Ward was bouncing off blocks. Jordan Travis was using his legs exceptionally. Um, it was a good all-around performance. The defense didn't get after Howell as much as I thought they would. Um, but Jerry Jones came away with a big interception in the red zone. I, I thought that showed great growth from him. Overall, it was a very solid game. Very solid game. Yeah, and looking back on it, I mean, the biggest thing to me, at least offensively, is – 40, 41 rushing attempts to only 13 passing attempts. You know, Florida State, they really went with that ground and pound mantra and the pat they they mixed in the passes, you know, when it was available. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you know, Florida State shouldn't run the ball all the time because teams are going to stack the box. In this game, they didn't care if North Carolina stacked the box. They were like, we're going to run it down your throat and it, it doesn't really matter. And, I mean, they did it all night, you know, credit to them. And they're doing good things in the run game, giving misdirections. Like, it's, I forget exactly which play it was, but there's so many misdirections where you're having a guard pulling and you have Jordan Wilson coming to, to seal a guy off. There was a lot of that happening. 
it was just a really good job by the coaching staff, finding ways to get guys in open space. Uh, yeah. Jordan Travis was efficient, uh, you know, did what he had to do. Uh, the offense, I thought, like Austin said, they just did a great job of executing. Game plan was was really good. Um, I, I think that the defense was getting a little frustrated for a little bit with, with Hal not getting to him, but they they still put pressure on him. Um, you know, the the big thing that sticks out to me is that when it, when FSU got got down ten nothing, they went on a thirty one seven scoring run, which pretty much ended that game. So uh, I'm really happy with what I saw from that game. So. They, they they took a punch and they punched back, and that, that, that's that, that's a good thing to build on moving forward. It seems like that the players are really buying into what Norvell's saying and doing, and you can just tell by the interaction with him and the players. And even you know earlier this week with his birthday and everything, you can tell that there's you know so, so uh, some true effort and respect is starting to come through, and they're playing harder for him. So. It's good to see that progress. Yeah, no, I do think this team do. They really do like their coach. I know they were trying to celebrate after the game and pour Powerade over him and everything, and he wasn't really feeling that. But they just wanted to celebrate with their coach. But I mean, they they worked their tails off during practices, and so to get a win like that, a big one on the road, and a lot of people doubting them, like the players talked about. After the game, you know, a lot of people did not have Florida State winning this game whatsoever, but to go up there and beat them, that creates even more confidence that this team needs. And, you know, Norvell had mentioned that this is a new team, he feels like, and they kind of maybe are hitting a turnaround, which is much needed because the second half of this season is, is no joke. You know, I know maybe some of the, you know, your Clemson isn't the same kind of Clemson. You, you, Miami is Miami this year, uh, kind of going back to their old roots. And Florida isn't, does seem, isn't up there like – maybe how it was last season, but still these, these are games where Florida state has struggled definitely against rivalries and against Clemson. We know that, but they need this kind of momentum to head to go, go forward in the season. And you got to like that, you know, guys in the, the DB room are making plays, you know, offensive line doesn't allow a sack. That's something Norvell talked about today in the press. There's just strength. There's, there's growth. It's a little bit slower than they thought it would be, but they're happy that there is growth overall. And that's going to be the biggest thing for this team moving forward and maturing overall and penalties going down. That's been a good streak that they've been on. They've got to continue that. And that helps so much. I think, I believe North Carolina had 12 penalties for about 110 yards where Florida Mm -hmm. state uh, only had five. And, you know, that's still something they want to work on. That was still 50 yards, but still, they're wanting to work on that and get better at it. But you're seeing a slow growth that a lot of the coaching staff, Coach Woodson talked about it today after practice that, you know, it hasn't been rapid growth and we knew that wasn't going to happen. It's happened a little bit later than they had thought, but they're really happy that this maturity of uh, growth and, and playing smarter on the field is happening. It is happening. That's something that they are acknowledging. Did we, I think we mentioned it um, on the instant reaction, just the, uh... You know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that since they had the the ref the refs of practice, you know, the penalties have dropped significantly, and, and even like the the situational penalties have dropped. So you know, you have to give kudos to Norvell and his staff for making that call. You know, getting them, you know, exposure in in, in real game situations in practice. So, you know, for, for me, you know, one thing that you know while you were talking 
Logan that popped in my head was like, we didn't see parchment this past weekend, um, which, you know, I, I think kind of speaks to where I think the offense is going back to some of its veterans in the offense just to maybe have a little bit of continuity, you know, maybe guys that have played together now for, you know, a year and a half or two years, close to two years now. I thought that was interesting to see that parchment got very little to no playing time. And, and you look at the, the, the DB room, you know, I know we had some, the fourth day had some injuries and, you know, that kind of limited the, the rotation, which I think we've all been calling on. You know, I, I, I want to see that continue. So, you know, I, I, I really liked the, the, the progress of Jerry and Jones. I thought he played really well. Uh, Brownlee, you know, I, I mentioned him in the three up, you know, another great game for him. I think after maybe a, a little bit of a rough start to the season, he's really coming into his own. It is probably the most consistent defensive back that this team has. Uh, he's the only only guy who started every game. So, um, you know, he's really maturing into one of the, you know, I, it's arguable, but I, I, I think you can say he's one of the better DBs in the ACC right now. That's just the way he's playing. You got to like that because, you know, Florida State's banged up on the other side. Dotson, you know, Travis Jay's been in and out and been in the, in the doghouse a little bit. So, you know, they're not getting a consistent play opposite Brownlee. So at least they have a half the field that's getting consistent play. And then, you know, still really question again, back-to-back weeks where when you see 33 in the game and the defense struggles. So, you know, I, I, I'd like to see maybe a different situation for him, maybe be towards the line more as a pass rusher because he continues to struggle in space. So, but a, a, a lot of positives to take away from that game. Yes, so, just a couple of comparisons to the Wake Forest game, which is our only other road comparison so far this year. In that game, Florida State had seven penalties and was just one of six on third down. Then you go to Chapel Hill five penalties and you're seven of 10 on third down penalties still got to get handled a little bit, but you're seeing a ton of growth, both discipline wise and just staying ahead of the six. You, you know, when you're going seven to 10 on third downs, because you're putting yourself in good situations. And the biggest thing is you had six turnovers in that way for game to, we, we didn't have a single one against North Carolina. That's how you win ball games in a game where you're 17 point underdogs. And, and, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, yeah. FSU is what they are right now. You know, Wake Forest is a, 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 an ultra-talented team. They're really well-coached. Um, you know, Florida State had just as much to do with that loss than what Wake Forest did. So, you know, uh, it's a good point that you, you see just a difference in in three weeks. Yeah, and there's a huge difference, especially, you know, in my opinion, the offense over the last two weeks. You haven't killed yourself – with turnovers, you only had the one against Syracuse. You had none against North Carolina. You guys have talked about the penalties. And then you look at the the red zone opportunities, six of six against Syracuse, three of three against North Carolina. And they're also starting to put these long drives together with that running attack. I think it was three drives of 72 yards or, or longer against UNC that also ate up a ton of clock and kept Sam Howell on the sideline, gave the defense some rest and you know helped keep the UNC offense out of a rhythm. Uh, I'm not ready to say that Noel is going to be better than Asante Samuel yet. You know, I think that's a little bit of jumping the gun, but I think he will be a good DB. But 
you know, uh, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and just you know, it needs to be mentioned again that Florida State allowed zero sacks and zero quarterback pressures. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. when the last time that's happened. No, yeah, that's what I, I really. Saying. It helps when you're only throwing the ball 13 times, but but helps to get your helps. starting center back too. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and this is for a couple of series. There was the first time you've had a healthy offensive line pretty much all year mm-hmm. until Love Taylor went down. But there was no drop off, and you know when you watch, you know we watched the Steve and I kind of did a, a rewatch, and if you watch watch Bavian come in, you know the offensive line played better with with him in there. Um, so that was good to see that there was no drop off from, you know, from Love Taylor, who is still banged up. You know, he's still pushing through injury. So, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Around. You know, he, he's a good. Yeah, like you said, he's a good plug and play. He's been in this program for five or six years, and you know, he hasn't looked baby in. He hasn't looked great at center, but honestly, guard is his natural spot. And I think having him right there next to Marie Smith, you know, it worked out. Especially to have the other guys around him as well. That was as healthy as the offensive line has been in heck since the season opener. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think Florida State, the biggest takeaway is that they get to actually have time. Florida State was sustaining drives on offense, and Norvell talked about that being a huge thing for the for the team overall, and it, you know, it helps each other out on both sides of the field and allows the defense to sit there and talk with their position coach, be able to look at film, be able to you know, actually have time to rest too. I mean, that's also a major key too, and – you know, getting the defense off the field, offense sustaining drives is huge for Florida State. And that defense, I think it's helped a lot and able to definitely when you're facing a threat at quarterback, like a guy named Sam Howell, that allows those DBs to understand what kind of concepts they're running, the scheme that they're running and be able to lock down. I mean, you talked about him during the instant reaction, Nate Brownlee. You know, we didn't talk about him that much because, you know, he was he was doing a good job in coverage on his guy. Uh, for the most part, and you know that's something that he is he's struggled with. We've seen Travis Jay also struggle too in that early part of the season. Remember, we were giving a lot of heat to Travis Jay early on in this season. We haven't been doing much. He hasn't been really on the the uh, talk he hasn't of shame been playing here. As much. <laughs> well, I think they've been using him in different kind, using him in a better situation than maybe. Well, he, he's been hurt. He's been in the doghouse. So you you got to do what you got to do the right stuff on and off the field. So. Let's call it what it is. Well, I, I had to deal <laughs> with that too in high school. I did had, I had to do a lot of things after practice, and it wasn't so fun. My elbows hurt a lot, and my toes did. So, well, I, I, but I, also, but overall, though, you know, at least since those games where we're harping on him, there yep. hasn't been a lot. I mean, and look uh, at the return too. I mean, his return and the kickoff return. You know, you've been mm-hmm. you've been talking a lot of trash about it on on Twitter, Nate. He had a nice return, and you know, you you want somebody that explodes there and has that get off. Yes, and that was yes. a huge, and that helped that drive so much. Longest that's return what, of the that's season what started the drive. That's what started that drive for Florida State to go down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was after they got down to nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, that started you got the, the forty-one, right? <laughs> yep. It's the longest so, return of the season, I think. Uh, right there with with uh, Rens during Notre Dame, got to be right around the same, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I think far and away, the difference between last year and this year is the, the defensive line. You know, people were a little concerned about the names that were lost with, you know, Wilson and Kane Doe and Robinson, and that's Dirty. great. But you know, they get eh, whatever. 
Um, well, that's what they were saying. Uh, so, you know, you, anyways, just just the way the offensive, the defensive line is playing this year is just, you know, tremendous. You know, we're going to talk about Johnson here in a second, Kier Thomas. You know, Fabian Lovett's taking the next step. You know, he's been dominant at times. You know, Dennis Brooks is playing really well before he got hurt on a cheap shot. Uh, Malcolm Ray's come on and provided a lot of great minutes. Jared Jackson's done really well. Um, Robert Cooper's been pretty pretty solid this year. So yeah. you, you have to look at that defensive line and just, you know, they are playing probably the best in five years or so, if you look at it. You know, since you, know, you have a consistent pass rush the first time since Brian Burns, you're getting pressure inside. Uh, it, it's great to see. So, did you mention Malcolm Ray? Might have missed yep. it. Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm Ray came in. He talked to the media today. Had media availability, and you know, he coming in and playing well and solid for a thin group is huge. But yeah, this defensive line has just stayed consistent on. We can have it there, not only you know the pass rush, but also in the running game. I mean that mm-hmm. place, that that middle of the of the line there almost collapses, and a majority of the games so far. And you know, love it. Farmers getting in there too, young mm-hmm. young freshman. I mean, that's just a young freshman. I mean, get ready to see what he does next season. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of optimism for that for that guy. Um, well, we'd we'll love to have Johnson and. and- Kier Thomas for one more year, man. It'd be great. God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, one more COVID it, year, please. <laughs> is it coming back? <laughs> that's oh going to bode well, though, for FSU to you know, show proof to the, the transfers here when, when the transfer rush starts to happen again. Hey, you know, two guys came in and, you know, improved their drive stock and had great years. You, know, you can do the same because, you know, Let's keep it 100. Florida State still has to continue to build this team right now through through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there's multiple guys I can point to, Nate. I mean, Deshaun Corbin came in as a transfer. Fabian Lovett. I think Jamie, Jamie Robinson has played pretty well the last two weeks. So you look at it, I mean, Jerry and Jones, a lot of guys that are making impacts for Florida State right now are, are guys that Norvell has brought in via that transfer portal since he got to Tallahassee. You know, even – you know, Travis has came in through the portal. You know, Milton. You you look yeah. at the the constant contrib- contributors of this team. So, yeah. uh, I I I know he's been, you know, hasn't had a, a ton of catches, but you look at Wilson at tight end. You know, he's playing a ton. You know, so being good in blocking. Yeah. Yep. Vontae Love Taylor. Yeah. Cortez Gibbons. You know, Cortez Andrews got some time in early. You know. And we haven't seen much of him, which is kind of weird to see, but I think it's more about the teams that FSU is playing right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because DJ Lundy and Kalen Deloach have stepped up. I mean, they've both been pretty solid ball accounts. Yeah, Lundy had a big hit today. Right what? Right with uh, Wilson. He and Wilson went at it. Uh, Wilson, Jordan Wilson was coming right at him for a block and – DJ Lundy, it's kind of it's crazy to think as you're talking about two ginormous guys with physicality coming to hit and Lundy on a bye week, one. mind you. I mean, can we calm <laughs> down here? Well, look, they, they, I called Dustin after the practice, and he is so worried, and I understand he is so worried, <laughs> but they are going to get a lot of time off until Sunday. But this is yeah. this is this team, we got this full we got full pads on on a bye week. Florida, 
I love it. Two and four, Dustin. Two and four, Dustin. Two and four. Three and six last year. It don't matter what the hell. It don't matter, man. Saying give them them a day off (laughs) because they went up there and beat North Carolina. But but look how many missed tackles they also had against North Carolina. They they got work to do. They had a ton of missed tackles, so. You know, you put it Sam in. Howell had over 100 yards. Yeah, that's yep. what I was going to say. They still got to improve. And it's the same week. Defending quarterback draws. Because yep. you go back to Syracuse and especially yep. Louisville. I mean, quarterbacks are just running all over us. There's no reason Sam Howell should go for 100 yards on the ground. You know, like, he's, so, he's athletic, but come on, man. Yeah, you look at Schrader. I don't know how many freaking mistakes they had. But, you know, so l- l- let's approach the subject. You know, Florida State is at the midpoint, two and four. You mentioned it earlier, Logan. You know, mm-hmm. you know the back end of the schedule was always the toughest part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about in the early, early, in the preseason stuff how, you know, Florida State's got to get off to a great start because of how tough the back end was. Now you look at that back end, and it doesn't seem as tough as it is, you know, as it was at the start of September. So, uh, you know, now you have people talking about six and six being a possibility. So what do you guys think? You know, is, is that... There's a path. Is that it, out of the realm of possibility? You know, it. what would your over-under be percentage-wise that FSU can get to four, you know, to four four and two in his last six and get to a bowl game? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's likely, but, but I would say there's a path. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we all expect UMass to be a win. Clemson's not as strong as anybody anticipated, but I don't think any of us are expecting a win. Miami's not it, <laughs> especially with Tierrick King going mm-hmm. down. Um, NC State's looked a little bit better, but we'll see. At Boston College, playing against the backup quarterback, you know, that 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 could very easily be a win. We'll have to see how they're playing. And then Florida doesn't look as tough as they've been. Um, so I, th- I think you beat UMass and Miami for sure to get to four. Then you got still a game here and there. So I, I I think when you look at that, you know, I don't know if Clemson's the toughest game left on the schedule. I w- I would say Florida, yeah. just w- you know, Florida's not a great team, but you know, Dan Mullen, yeah, Dan Mullen has say what you want about him on the recruiting trail. He's awful, but the X's and O's part, he's really good. And he's put it on FSU the last couple of years because he kind of has to because FSU can recruit better than he can. So he's got to show it on the field that it's a better program. So he's purposeful in, in, in trying to put it on FSU. Uh, I think UMass, for sure. Uh, you, you look at NC State, I think that's a winnable game. Um, you know, that's it's, it's going to be a tough game, but it's winnable. I think Boston College now with the quarterback out, I think that's winnable. You know, I, I I do think it's going to be tough, but I don't think it's improbable. You're going to have to beat Clemson or Florida. If you lose to NC State, you're going to have to win one of those games to get to six. So I think if they can get there, it's a hell of a job by Norvell. I, I think they get to five. You know, UMass, Miami, then they still won. I'll say they still won at Boston College. Um, mm-hmm. And then you, you're there at the end of the November, going, "Man, I really wish we put eight people on the goal line against Jacksonville State." God, yeah. But I, I will I say, like, uh, I feel like right now that's where, where we'll get to. We'll, we'll see. Answering the Clemson week. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling 
I'm feeling about five as well. And I mean, that, that was my record prediction coming into the season. I don't think we're going to get there the way that I expected, but <laughs> <laughs> a little different, a little different. I'd love so, to go back and listen to so the preseason we'll, prediction. What's your, what's your over under now? 50%, 40%, 30. That they win six. Yeah. Mm, I'd say probably like five, 30, 35% that they go like, four and two. I would say like 25. Four and 20 to 25. Four and two in the last six to make it to six and six overall. That, that's tough. Oh, oh, man, we're going we're everywhere. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough, especially with four road games. That's tough. Mm-hmm. This. And there goes Nate when he's talking, as usual. Three three road games. Three road games. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. Three. Yeah, my bad. I was like, all these logos like are messing me up. Got forty percent. Me? <laughs> what have I done? I got forty percent, Nate. I got forty percent. I got thirty-six point seven five. There you go. Okay. I, 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 like I, I, I think Florida State wins again. They shouldn't. And by me saying that, that's Florida or Clemson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, if you if you can get the if you can get, mm. you know, high sets a wonderful thing. You know, if you had that Carolina performance, you know, if, 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 you know, against a Wake or Louisville, I think that's a W. But, you know, Florida State's put themselves in this position. It's going to be interesting to see if they can dig out of it. Let's answer a question real quick on here real quick. Uh, this is from Johnny Burkett on YouTube asking, what do you all think about Jimbo doing Jimbo things, beating good teams but lose to the teams they shouldn't lose to? He's doing a tough spot this year with yep. their starting quarterback going down. Um, got a lot of freshmen line. They're in a tough spot, and it's—I wouldn't say it's unexpected, but you could foresee it happening. I, I've always thought that Jimbo was going to be the the assistant to beat him first. I'm surprised it was this team because, like Austin said, they're, they're mm-hmm. on their second-string quarterback. They're starting two true freshman offensive linemen. Their defense hasn't been that great. Um, I think the biggest takeaway out of that game is that Alabama's defense is not not good. Like well, it's they, they kept putting that safety on six, and six yeah. was torching them. But like even even game. against Ole Miss, Ole Miss was you know towards the end. You know Alabama's defense is very susceptible. So I, I'm really eager to see you know if they make it to the championship game, you know, Georgia right now, I think it's far and away the best team in the country right now. Um, we'll see if Kirby can, you know, pull that out of his uh, – if Kirby can pull that out of his butt, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jimbo's a good coach. And while I would love him to stay at FSU, you know, he has his blunders. So watch them go out and lose to Vanderbilt. You know, that's just <laughs> that's how it happens. Oh you know? my god! <laughs> you know, <laughs> beat Bama oh and, and look Oops, look good, Vanderbilt. look look good, and then go and score that seven. Quarterback was slinging it against yeah. Bama. He's made some unbelievable throws that game, and he got hurt. You know, yeah. he tweaked, he tweaked his knee and, that, and that stayed in there, and toughed it out. Was, that that play he hurt his knee on was as good of a throw as you'll ever see. I mean. Yep. Pockets collapsing. He's throwing it to a spot. And he puts it on the money. 
in the corner of the end zone. That was an amazing throw. Yep. That, that was a, that was a fun game to watch, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see if, uh, if the fighting Jimbo's can, uh, you know, get to eight or nine wins, which I don't know if they'll, they'll be able to. Hey, Jimbo's so going to LSU, so. Huh? Oh. Jimbo's no, going to not. LSU. If, I, if, if, I, if I'm LSU, man, I'm calling Billy Napier. Yeah. First call, I forget the phone. Yeah. Calling Louise and Lafayette. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, the guy can recruit. Yeah. He's a good coach. I'm just saying the connection is there. Yeah, yeah but. You know, supposedly that's the money's not so crazy contracted at Texas A&M with Jimbo. What yeah, uh, Jimbo's agent's a smart guy. He seems like he's done pretty good for himself. Uh, Just uh, the people uh, at Texas A&M are nuts. Also, they're you crazy. Know, with, that's all they got to do in College Station. That is literally it. I've been there. That is literally you know, that's uh, all the, they L- have. LSU is being locked <sighs> right now. Boring. You, know, you got LSU with, you know, a possible investigation and everything. Does I, I can't really see Jimbo putting himself in that situation. You know, everything with the uh, Darius Geist stuff and all that, Title 12, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, if, if he were to, if he was able to go through the Jameis year and win a natty. <laughs> it's not I'll his mess, him. so. I'll give it yeah. to him. Yeah, but look what happened the year after, man. He looked awful, and <laughs> that team was just, made you want to pull your hair out. <laughs> I'll take a playoff. Appearance. All right, next question. Uh, Jen Ferry, do we need a new receivers coach or just a better receivers overall or both? Both. 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 Get easy so, answer there. So oh. Flor- Florida State needs to go get Grant Hurd from Indiana. You like him? I, he's phenomenal. Great, great coach, great recruiter. And that, that, that'd be my number one on the board for sure. Or, or put Coach Johnson at wide receiver and go get Jawan Seeder, coach running backs. That's – I would like that. Mm. That's mm. a good move. But, heck, people have been talking about bringing Cedar back to Florida forever, and it hasn't happened yet. It's going to take mm-hmm. something – it's going to take a good offer to, to lure him away from Penn State. Michael's making a good point here. If Jimbo did go to LSU – Florida State. <laughs> well, uh, you would be starting uh, now. Here we go. It would be this. Let's just like put in the like I don't know kind of scenario here. Not real scenario. Scenario. Maybe it is. Jimbo to LSU this off season. Coach O's fired. He goes to LSU, and then it'll be Norvell versus Jimbo this I'm upcoming s- opener in New Orleans. That, I'm still mad that LSU. <laughs> that crazy. So- I'm so mad that series isn't home and home. Like, why are we? Oh my god, I know. An hour and a half away. I would have loved to go to Death Valley. That's a bucket list trip. To Death Valley. A a, a night game at Death Valley is a must for me. And it would have been beautiful if if Gojo gets fired and Jimbo gets uh, swings on over there. Yeah. So you know, supposedly, you know, the the the, you know the internet's in, in the rumor mill. You know, Jimbo, you know, has some. Some regrets leaving Florida State. You know, do you do you see him do the same thing and up and then leaving again for LSU? I don't know. I, I guess you know, there's always been well, the tie to LSU, and then the guy that hired him at A and M is not at LSU. To get all that, but do you really see him up and then leaving again after having another great recruiting class this year, last year, and having another one this year? I, I, I don't know, man. 
it's a little different situation because he had built so much of Florida State coming off of mm-hmm. Bobby's legacy. Like he had made that program his. Whereas with Texas A&M, he's only been there a couple of years. He hasn't won a national championship there. He hasn't even won a conference championship there. Congrats to beating Bama, but that's the end of your accomplishments there. It's his so, fourth year there. Yeah, so I, I think it's a little bit different. He doesn't have the same ties as he does to Florida State, where he was there for. Plus, LSU doesn't have that oil money. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. They got that. They got that swamp money. You know, uh, LSU's got that crawfish swamp. money. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest. It, it kind of seemed like Jimbo was a little bit on the outs with Texas A&M fans so far this season, but yep. the win against Bama, I mean, yeah. that, obviously, shut that, him up. That has secured his yeah, that, 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 status. That shut him up. <laughs> shut so I would have said if they wouldn't beat Bama and the season kind of would have kept on going like it's been. You know, there might be a chance Jimbo mm. hops for LSU, but man, it's hard to leave all that money on the table in college station i mean i don't think you're yep. gonna get that kind of salary in baton rouge no doubt so it would just uh, you know uh, be what about all other idiot alabama fans calling for saban to be fired on the message board <laughs> they're just, cl- really? just clowns just say? clown it's just internet goobers like, we, we all have our moments i mean something we all have our moments. Yeah, you guys do you have FSU eighty over uh, Miami a few weeks. Me? Yeah. Um, eighty to two, right? <laughs> nah, nah, not this year. Now? Um, seventy-eight zip. <laughs> I was just going to say like, I was going to say ninety-six three. Seventy-eight zip. So Shut still out. the same point. Point shaving, the same. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know. Florida State pulls out a nail biter, 78 nothing. We're all fun on the internet, see? Uh, uh, moments. I, I'm, I'm putting the over-under now uh, on Jermaine Johnson with five sacks on, on, on Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Woo. I'm going, yeah, I'm going think... over five and a half. Yeah, Miami is hurting that quarterback. They are They're hurting that offensive Man. line. Everywhere. That receiver. Manny's uh, hurting. You know, Man- Man- Manny's vagina is completely swollen, so it's great to see. <laughs> Does Manny make it to November? At this point, I think at, at this point you kind of have to, man. Like unless unless you fire him with like two games left, and you I mean, know. we all thought that about Tagger. Like, oh, they'll do something at the end of the season, but then lose, <laughs> yeah, lose no, this is gonna out. be this is gonna be the Willie Taggart revenge game. You know, Miami came into Florida State, or yeah, came into Tallahassee, kicked Florida State's ass. Tagger got fired. Now Miami's going to come into Tallahassee, get their ass kicked, and Diaz is going to get fired. Who, who's yeah. Miami's next game? Who cares? You, North Carolina, isn't it? This week? Oh, yeah, yeah, they do uh, play. So, uh. so they're, they're going to lose to Carolina. Then, you know, the, the Heat's going to be on for, for Diaz. Like, I think, you know, I think it's a real question. You know, how do they look versus Carolina? And then, you know, if they go out there and just get blasted, do they go ahead and part ways and try to get into that race with the coaching spots are rumored to be open? You know, rumored, you know, USC, they're probably not going to keep the guy they have now. You know, LSU, rumored to be opening up. Miami, rumored to be opening up. So they're going to have to get out there, you know. Here's the remaining schedule, by the way. So at Carolina this week, home against NC State the week after. Loss. At Pitt. (laughs) Oh, Pitt's going to Pitt's going to put up 15 points. That's yeah. the number one offense in the country right now. Home against Georgia Tech. 
close. At, yeah, at Florida State. <laughs> Loss. Home against Virginia Tech. <laughs> Loss. And at Duke, which would probably be a win. Close. So, so they have 50, maybe 50 two wins left. <laughs> maybe the, two wins. Legit, that's a, that's a tough schedule. That's a tough schedule. Especially those road games at Carolina, at FSU, at Pitt. That those That's games. what – I think that's kind of what FSU fans were looking at and, and on the back end of the schedule. I, I think it's kind of flipped. Remind me, it's got a tougher schedule. And FSU doesn't look as daunting as it did. Two months ago, it's still tough. That's not. It's tough, but it's tough. You know, thirty-six point seven five percent making the ball. <laughs> nah, it's but, tough, yeah. but it looks more doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love to see. You know, I, I hope Miami finishes the year losing every damn game. Mm, would be. Would be hilarious. Speaking yes, of they Miami, they have to beat Miami. They have to beat Miami this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they have to. Be, got to. That's they have me. to. Speaking of Miami, former Miami commit Brian Robinson is going to be entering the transfer portal. This one kind of came out of nowhere, fellas. To me, at mm-hmm. least, a little bit. I understand maybe not playing as much, dealing with injuries and health and stuff. But talented guy, four star coming out of his class. Uh, you know, can make can make plays. He had flashes in the spring game. You know, but what what do, what do we think happened here? Do we think it's just health things? Maybe not get enough time playing. But it, I don't think he's had even really much of the opportunity this season because of injury. It's a little, little bit of both, really. I mean, on a receiver depth chart that's begging for talent, he he hasn't really been able to break into it. And part of it's because of injury. So it, it it's can't have one without the other in this situation, honestly. Yeah, got to be got to be available. Yeah, and that goes into what I was going to say. You know, he was pretty he was terrific last year in fall camp as a true freshman. Then he suffered a, an ankle injury that really set him back <clears throat> for the rest of that year. Like you said, Logan had a good spring. Then you come into the fall, he missed some time again, and he just hasn't been able to to crack the rotation. It's unfortunate because you know former four star prospect. A really talented guy in Florida State was happy to win out in this recruitment. If I remember correctly, he was committed to Miami before Florida State hired Ron Dugans, and then he ended up flipping uh, after that hire. And you know, an, another tagger guy out the door. Yep, not wrong. So, best of luck to him. It's just weird timing. You go up there and beat North Carolina, and who knows? It could have been Sunday. Most likely under the transfer portal. Norval just didn't seem there was a one of the media members asked a question about it and what, asked about how that conversation goes. You know, did he, does he get to talk to each one of them individually whenever they decide to enter the transfer portal? But he just didn't seem too happy about that one. He said sometimes the conversations go well and sometimes they're short and sweet. And so, yeah, just didn't I, seem too happy. Didn't seem I, too I, happy. I, I think that one was a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, you know, maybe, you know, the kid can get a fresh start, and, you know, get his body healthy, and, and you know, it's unfortunate that kind of situation. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate it couldn't happen at Florida State because the kid does have talent, um, you know. But you got to stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do that. So, you know, sometimes you just get by, get bit by the bug, and you can't shake that. So, you know, for for him, you know, focus on getting his his mind and his body right, and you know. I do wish him success because he he is a 
a talented player. And you hate to see injuries derail careers. So, yeah, makes it even more imperative they go out and get Kevin Coleman and still get a guy in the transfer portal because they got to yep. get talent in that room. They, they have to. Destin Hill, January, please. Yeah, so Hill, <laughs> Hill's got to happen. Coleman's got to happen, and now they really have to look at whether it's the portal or or you know do you evaluate and look at bringing in one or two more high school kids because you you can't build continu- continuity Plenty. by hitting the portal every year, but you gotta you gotta at least get one more high school kid in this class. Come on, Fleming's got they they one of the uh, fan uh, twitters. You know, said, how many how many retweets? Fleming's twenty twenty three. But he was supposed to commit. He was supposed to commit. They had a lot of retweets on his tweet there. Dang it! Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Dang. But but again, I really, look, thought, that was gonna, I really thought that was going to happen. Dang it! You, you look at the receiver this receiver board for twenty twenty two the class. It's it's not a pretty sight. Slim pickings. Not too yep. gorgeous. Let's talk a little bit to Sean Ward and Jermaine Johnson, fellas, real quick before we talk practices and move on. Uh, to Sean Ward, graded as the top running back in the country per pro football focus. He was ranked great as 90.8, just above Jarquez Hunter from Auburn. And then fellow Memphis guy, Rodriguez Clark. Um, this is coming off of two. Travis or Travis Sean Ward's best uh, best game of his career running for 77 yards against North Carolina, but he's getting a lot of love. I got to hear during practice today, right after the water break, David Johnson yelling at him and saying, Sean Ward, stop looking at the damn articles and get over here. So he might be taking a peek at a little bit of the love he's getting. You know, this is a walk-on guy. He's probably he deserves it. He's worked his tail off to get here, but by far has been, I think, one of my top offensive players, if not offensive MVP to start off the season. He's played great. He's hard to tackle. He's guys, I mean, he's as physical. I was like, you know, Jack was pack Jack West Patrick was extremely physical, but I mean, he is moving down the field and not like I don't know. He's just playing different than I thought he was because I know he's shifty. He can move around that backspin to, you know, finish off the game against uh, North Carolina. Like that was beautiful. And he's shifty and can juke. But, you know, Treshawn Ward is having a phenomenal start to the season. And, you know, you got to think this is just his true first year (laughs) playing for Florida State. If you think about it, I mean, you know, we've we've seen little flashes here and there. But, I mean, this is his true season. True first season at Florida State. So, so Willie Taggart's best get was a walk on. You know, <laughs> um, but but he's not he's not a typical walk on. You know, you know, turned down what thirteen or fourteen Division one offers was going to go to Maryland. Chose to walk on at FSU, which is you know, we talked a lot about him, even in the off season about him maybe being the most talented running back even last year. A lot of people feeling that he's the most gifted running back. And it came down to just learning the plays and you know, developing in, into a college running back. And that seems like it's all coming together for him. Yeah. I mean, he's got the mindset. He's put in the work. He's got the ability. You know, you, you've seen it the last two weeks. He showed the speed against Syracuse with that 65-yard run. And then he showed the power and the shiftiness against North Carolina on that last offensive possession third down and two, gets hit in the backfield, bounces off two defenders, and runs for a first down to help Florida State run out the clock. 
So, I mean, man, he's just been simply terrific as a second option behind Deshaun Corbin. And he's gotten more involved over the last two or three weeks than he was um, to start the season. I think that's another reason that Florida State's offense has really started clicking. I mean, you look at Deshaun Corbin and Deshaun Ward, um, they're 13 and 14 in uh, the country in yards per carry. You know, you've got two workhorses. Let these guys go run it up. He's been a pleasant surprise, definitely, to begin the season midway through. But you've got two solid, even more than solid, you've got really good running backs right now for Florida State. And they're, they're throwing out, their threat right now in offense is, is getting down the field. And, you know, they're, they're hard to tackle. So, you know, Treshawn Ward, shout out to him, top graded running back in the country per pro football focus with a 90.8 grading. Damn, I'd be interested good. to see where Corbin falls on that list because, I mean, yeah. you know, he's had a heck of a year as well. Yeah, I was about to say, he can't be too much far. If it were for his fumble early in the year, he'd probably, be a little bit, he'd probably be in that top 15, top 12. Let's talk about a really good football player for, for Florida State right now, and that's Jermaine Johnson, currently leads the Power Five in sacks, along with many other things. I think tackle for loss, too, might be complete. And total tackles, I think. Yeah. Um, Total Tackle Johnson. As a defensive end. Yeah, the DN. Yeah, as a DN. But absolutely fantastic start to the season so far. He most recently was named as a semi. uh, What am I doing? A semifinalist for the Lombardi Trophy. My Mm -hmm. tabs are like slowly falling apart here. But yeah, semifinalist for the Lombardi Trophy. Much well deserved to him. He's been absolutely doing his thing, you know, at. I think we're giving highlights to a lot of the players this last weekend, but I mean, Jermaine Johnson is just Jermaine Johnson. He's just going to get there. And I think the biggest thing that the fans love is him obliterating Sam Howell there. And I think that just kind of was it for Sam just done for the game. If it wasn't already, but just kind of went night, night there. Yeah. The only thing I would have loved more more is if Sam Howell would have fumbled whenever Jermaine Johnson Mm -hmm. hit him from behind like that. But, you know, off the edge in the running game, Jermaine Johnson, he's always around the football. He's just – he's different, especially a year after Nate, Nate mentioned the guys earlier, but Florida State had a supposedly touted defensive line going into 2020, and it, did, it didn't transpire. And there wasn't as high hopes this year, and Jermaine Johnson has just come out and just straight up blossomed after transferring in from Georgia to be an every-down defensive end and – you know, he's he's got a good chance of being a first round pick in the 2022 NFL draft if he keeps us up the, the back half of the season. Uh, how good is Georgia? <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be able to say, okay, it's fine if you leave us. <laughs> you, you, you're a situational passer. Remember last year, he was in the top 30 in terms of being in, in pass rush efficiency. So it's, it's not like it's necessarily a big. Surprised the guy's gifted. It's just really seeing him getting more reps, which equals more, you know, just more havoc and more domination. And then one last thing regarding some football here: practice observations from the last two practices. Noah and I were there on Tuesday, along with this morning. I would have to say Tuesday's practice overall, I mean, there was some energy just, you know, I think guys were worn out, a little tired, still resting from, you know, their trip up to Chapel Hill and getting that win. 
So a little here and there, but today, I mean, it was almost a whole 180. Guys making plays, energy was there. I mean, Jordan Travis, Travis had a nice throw uh, over the safety to Malik McLean, which Malik had a really pretty catch on it too, but scored for six uh, on team and team drill. And it was it was beautiful. The team loved it. Uh, they were all all over all over each other today. I mean, g- guys were making plays. Uh, you know, one of the one of my favorite things from today was a little scene where uh, Marion Cooper was in, young freshman, and he was one on one there with Jordan Young. And Jordan Young also had a really good day today. You know, I know people want to hear about him, but he he had a really good day today. But uh, Jammy was on the sideline, kind of chirping up. Amarian Cooper saying, you know, you got this, stick them, stick them. And sure enough, Amarian Cooper runs them off into the sideline <laughs> for no, for no really any reason whatsoever, but just getting the freshman all hyped up and jamming and all the DBs are running and jumping on the freshman. And then uh, the next play, it's Amarian Cooper versus Portier. And Portier, is, uh, he's a, he's a big wide receiver. That's a physical guy, a wide receiver. And Portier, one-on-one situation. Norvell's loving it. He's watching and he watches them go at it one-on-one, and it's a go route, and Portier mosses them right there on the sideline. <laughs> and all the offense all the offense is loving Jammy's like, no, 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 how'd this happen? <laughs> and the young freshman learns his lesson there. But Norvell loved it. He was like, oh, thank God my offensive guy got it. But, um, yeah, and then to finish off team today, they did a lot of team, or, you know, had a little bit of extra practice afterwards and in the IPF and Trevor Purdy was having a really nice solid drive for about 50 yards. And then once they got into the red zone around the 10 yard line through a pass, didn't really need to be maybe thrown. Um, and uh, McLuster linebacker actually got the interception and I'm pretty sure Norvell jumped all the way up to his chest. I think uh, along with all the rest of the uh, what defensive side of the ball some of the coaches, even uh, Coach Mar, was just hitting them and loving it. But there's a big emphasis on takeaways, and that's what Magnavell is giving a lot of praise to guys getting those takeaways. No matter who you are, he's going to come jump on you and absolutely give you all the praise in the world. So, but a lot of energy, a lot of it was a fun, fun day. It was a beautiful out, but a lot of guys making plays. Malik McLean. I mean, the last two days, I'd say the winner out of the last two days was Malik McLean. He is going to have a solid career at Florida State. That's an easy bet, I think, for anyone to see. He is he's a solid, solid wide receiver, to say the least. And, he, and he's big. And the thing is, he, I think he runs the prettiest routes on the team right now for how big he is, and he runs those kind of routes with speed. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch that. But make sure you guys go in the Patreon to get the rest of the scoop there. No, and I dropped at least 50 plus uh, notes from practices from the last two days. Uh, the schedule for the rest of the week is that right now players will either go home or like Norvell said today, they will go to classes if they're not virtual, but they are going to have rest until Sunday. A nice solid break there. As we talked about earlier, Dustin wasn't a big fan of them being dressed out. Tuesday and Wednesday, they're going to get some rest. There's definitely some need there, um, but I think the guys are needing needing a nice little break. But a lot of energy today. It's good to see a lot of little, a lot of physicality. And that's something you'd like to see midway in the season, even after a big win too, and on a bye week. So uh, let's jump into some basketball. Before we do that, we get to finally introduce this something we've been in the works for a little while now. 
We are now officially sponsored by Celsius, the drinking brand, the drink brand here. Absolutely amazing company. I've got this along with like, I'm pretty sure well over 60 of these things. I even got more over here by me. I need to give some of these out to the rest of the guys on here. I know Dustin has been needing some caffeine with how much he writes. I mean, he's just such a beast on that. Keyboard. What flavors you got? This flavor right here is my favorite. So I like the sparkling kind. So if you guys don't know much about Celsius, it is practically kind of like your energy drink, but it's a lot more better for your body. When I have them, well, I'll tell you the the one that I have. I have sparkling strawberry guava right here. Gorgeous tasting. I like a little bit of the fizz. I'm a fizz guy. If you don't like fizz, then they also have some without the fizz. But these have 200 milligrams of caffeine, central energy, uh, acceleration metabolism, burns body fat. And one thing that I've noticed since I've been doing this, I've been drinking it for about a week and a half now, and I'll have them in the morning, uh, is that I don't like crash. That's one thing that I know a lot of other energy drinks do. You drink them, you drink them, and then you crash later on. This keeps me good, and it doesn't have that kind of your brain isn't going wild and going crazy. I love these so far. Um, you can grab these anywhere at a retailer nearby. We also have a code that you guys can use. That they're a big one this October that they're pushing for is the Fuji taste. It is a Fuji apple pear Celsius. Also tastes really good. I had one this morning before uh, FSU's football practice. I was zoned in, dialed in. I used to drink a lot of coffee, but I feel like these are a lot more solid for me at least. But if you guys want to, down in the YouTube description, we have a code that you guys can use 20 FSU Fuji. It's down below. Click that link, 20% off. You can use it through your Amazon uh, through your Amazon account. So if you guys haven't tried one yet, I highly suggest doing it, but definitely take advantage of our deal first. Grab you a 12-pack, six-pack, or definitely just go buy a retailer like a Publix or somewhere and go grab one. They taste amazing, uh, but a 20% off right now through the Amazon link all throughout October, uh, but it's only through while uh, supplies last. So keep that in mind. But these are awesome. I give these to the guys uh, before the end of the week. I'll be shipping a lot of these to them. So they'll give their take on it too. But wonderful brand and love being able to work with them. Uh, they've been awesome to us so far. So definitely go check that out. The code is in the description. Gentlemen, let's get into some basketball and end this thing off so we can enjoy the rest of this bye week. Austin, you were in attendance for it. First time being like you've been around the team closer than any of us have ever been. But this time you're a credentialed media member. How'd that feel? But you're in Charlotte for the ACC tip off, my man. How'd it feel? What was the vibes? You're the LAFSU outlet there. What are we doing? It's pretty cool. You know, you go on a registration, say my last name. They had it ready. Name was spelled right, which I was thrilled with. It said no game day, not Sports Illustrated or SI now. It said no game day. That was also pretty cool. Um from there, from there, like I got there like 45 minutes before FSU uh, had their press conference. So I just walked around a little bit, kind of got what the vibe was like, seeing what other kind of questions were being asked. Uh, Hamilton and Hamilton Plate and Malik had their press conference at 11:45. Pretty basic questions. Pretty much half the questions Coach Hamilton got were about Roy Williams and Coach K leaving the ACC, um, which I know he was probably a little bit frustrated with. Um, and then is your, your, your typical questions from there from, you know, North Carolina media, how is Florida state as a national brand? How's Florida state keep rebuilding? How's Florida state keep getting this talent? And ha ham was Samson 
you know, we don't really care much about respect. It's something you earn. We're not going anywhere. You know, Florida State's here to stay. That's that's what you expect your head coach to say. And then Polite and Malik are just such great representatives of Florida State. You know, just great guys on and off the court. Both of them recognize me immediately, which I figured they would. But especially being the only FSU media member there from any outlet. Did Coach Ham recognize you, though? Coach Ham did not recognize me. I did not expect no, him to. come on. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, any, man. Any, any of the assistants would have recognized me. <laughs> any of the support staff would have recognized me. I didn't expect him to recognize me. But, hey, you were the coach. FSU outlet. The whole game day was the FSU outlet. We care We care about basketball here, as we should. I mean, it's been the one that's kept, you know, there are some other great FSU sports. Let's don't get us wrong here. But basketball has kept a lot of fans afloat here, let's be honest. And we're showing that we're here to, uh, you know, you know, do, do our coverage as need be. But anyways, yep, go we, ahead. Sorry. We sent Austin to Charlotte and everything. Yeah, we sent him. We put a private jet. uh five-star hotel you didn't just conveniently happen to live there or, or anything like that it's, it's, it's not like i live uh, 20 minutes away no 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 no, no, no. Have a speed pass for the interstates things uh, no, like no, that no no we gave i bought that pass for you for that day i was like three bucks that, that's that's a lot of money yeah i know trust me i know but the the highlight of the day at least from according to my mentions was i, I was as um Lee osborne who, who's a guy that slept on this year and i was expecting like you know like a cam fletcher who's not really being talked about we'll get to that in a second um but we said we all fly under the radar everyone at florida state slept on and went to talk about the staff how, how florida State has such a great staff you know all the players i mean he named six or seven different players but the, the one that stuck out to me was he mentioned raquan evans was a guy that had flashes last year, but also struggled towards the end of last year. That's a guy people are really looking to see what he's going to do this year. And Malik made, made a point, made it made a real point to talk about uh, Raquan Evans. Um, I asked Coach Ham about Cameron Fletcher after he was asked about Caleb Mills. Um, and he said Fletcher's got great energy, really, really willing to learn, very coachable. It's exactly what you want to hear after a guy that. You know, we've talked about a lot the last couple of weeks. He's had a really weird first year at Kentucky. He transfers to Tallahassee, and everything we've heard so far is he's been nothing but a great influence on the program. Um, said Caleb Mills is a much better player than than he anticipated as, as an all-around guy. Can distribute the ball, defend really well. Obviously, he's a great scorer. There's a lot of high hopes with this team. Um, Polite really Polite talked about being able to step into that senior role that, you know, that Trent Forrest had, that MJ Walker had, Terrence Mann. These guys that can bring the young guys along when they're when they're in a rough spot. It's what you want to hear out of a senior leader. Um, it was a good overall experience. The big guys represented the university well. Had a lot of fun while they were doing it. Um, I think they're ready to make some noise this year. How many times did Leonard Hamilton smile? Do we have a counter for that? A few. There, a few. Um, so okay. he was. He's still limping from his, from his Achilles injury. Um, and he was walking off the press conference, and one of the media guys is like, uh, getting old isn't fun, is it? And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm 25. So, <laughs> and last of walk away. It was typical Coach Ham stuff, but he's pretty laid back. Same old, as he, 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 hasn't, he, he hasn't changed. He's, he's laid back on days like this. He, he really just doesn't smile on the court. That's pretty much it. But off the court, he's laid back. Is that just thing he does because he knows cameras on him, or is it just – is he's he just, just, just then? He's just in. zoned in? Yeah, just locked, locked in. in. Yeah. Yeah. How was he at practices? That's what my what I want to know. Very 
it's kind of like the games. He's he's very in tune. Um, he he's kind of he kind of has a CEO role where he's just overseeing everything, and then he'll point things out here or there. He, he just trusts his staff so much as he should. He's been with Coach Jones for twenty years. CY has been there since 2013, 2012. Um, he just has faith in these guys that they they know what they're doing, obviously, and he'll interject when he needs to. But he'll sit on the side and observe practice. Any big takeaways from any other teams while you were there? You know, hearing anything or not? Not really. It, it was your typical stuff for media day. Like, like no one's going to say something outlandish that they're going to get in trouble for. The biggest takeaway is the the coaches are going to be able to wear polos again. I know they're all happy about that. Now um, we're talking headlines, baby. Yeah, that, right. They were super excited, about, especially Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. That dude was beaming that he was able to stay in a polo this year. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was more taken away with some of the representatives that some of the schools brought. Like Virginia didn't bring Kihei Clark. I was a little surprised by that. Um, Clemson brought Hunter Tyson. I was pretty surprised by that. Um, but other than that, pretty typical media day stuff. I'm excited for basketball season. I, you said you're tired now, Austin, at the beginning of this. Uh, what are we going to look like in two months from now? I'm kind of worried. And we've got March. Helmick Jacket. So, so, so just a little insight to what's going on with me. The, the store I work for is extending their hours for holiday season. <laughs> so mm. I'm about to be really tired for the next couple of months. Oh, my goodness gracious. A L- little Jacob. tired. All right, Jacob. we got to get Jacob in there. He's going to help us out this season another another thing i did see uh from the acc media day though was um the the commissioner was talking about the conference's tv deal with um xfinity and it sounds like they have some confidence that they're going to be able to get that done hopefully before this basketball season gets started i mean heck i mean time and time again two or three years so we can only hope I mean, there's a lot of fans on Comcast and Xfinity that just can't get the ACC network, and that's where a lot of basketball games are going to be, especially for Florida State. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they said that in the ACC kickoff, and I loved it. Remember just a uh, couple of weeks ago that they were testing it on Xfinity for like a no, few hours. It was a mistake. And then, yeah, and it was a mistake, but they were te- definitely testing. You don't just let that happen. So they're screwing around with it. So I wonder if there is something imminent, but I don't know. I don't trust the ACC with anything, so I don't think anybody should either. But, yeah, definitely losing a lot of viewers. But one good thing uh, that we learned, too, Terrence Mann, big time. This is a busy last couple of days, definitely on the basketball side of things. But Terrence Mann just got extended two years, $22 million with the L.A. Clippers. Had a big-time year last year and seems like still not – not the starting five, right? No. He might be this year just because Kawhi's out for most of the year, but I'm pretty sure he'll still come off the bench. What do you think about that, Dustin? I think he's going to be – it's going to be like your six-man type of guy, and he'll be like a spot starter at times, but probably more of a presence off the bench. True. Yeah, but $22 million, man. It's been a great journey for him. The deal puts him through the end of the 24-25 season. Um, just because he, he still has two years left on his rookie deal. He, he was one of those few second-round picks that got a fully guaranteed four-year deal. 
um, straight out the draft just because he played so well that first summer league. Usually a lot of those second-round guys, they, they get a two-way deal. He, he he outperformed himself, got the four-year guaranteed deal. Now I wonder if he almost regrets taking a contract that long. So now he's got to wait a couple extra years to cash in, but great opportunity for him. He, he really showed up in these playoffs, as I mentioned in the article, having that 39-point outburst, game six, Western Conference semis. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he was a major reason they made the Western Conference finals, and it's a big reason why he got paid. Uh, he definitely got himself, you know, a nice little deal. It's good to see him get paid. But, man, imagine if he wouldn't have signed an extension right now, would have played out this whole year while Kawhi is out, gotten all that extra time, and, you know, hopefully continued to grow after what he did last season. We might be talking about a $50 million deal. I, I thought he was going to, like, if he was to hit the open market, I thought he'd sign in that, like, three years, $40 million range just because he's got the length, he's got the athleticism. And he really that three ball really showed up this year. He shot forty three percent from three last year. He he does that for another year. You're looking at really cashing in after that offseason. But he's a loyal guy. You know, I'm sure he's paying back some of that loyalty to the Clippers. Former here the Spear alum. Gotta get him back on here. We gotta we should we should have had him on here to talk about that contract signing. I'm sure he's Easy. a little bit busy celebrating. <laughs> I uh, I can't be given that much money. Tell them throw us 5%. Yeah, Art, we did the job here. <laughs> we helped get his reach out there and helped his brand. We got to get him on. See if he's, I don't know. When, is, uh, when does the season actually start? Uh, Next week? Less than, you have to say, like 10 days. Awesome. Great. Everything with timing is not working out for us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm not even going to say anything more. Dang it. Uh, let's see what we got here. And then to finish it off, Cabin Gelly gets let go by the Cavaliers. What is going on with his career and the pros, Austin and Dustin? What is happening? Or so much promise. It's not the talent. I mean, you, you talk to any of the teams he's played for. It's not about the talent. It's about opportunity. You know, you know, the Clippers last year had, or I guess the year before, they had Montrezl Harrell, and they bring in Serge Ibaka. They're bringing DeMarcus Cousins. It's like, don't really have a spot. Let's get rid of him. Trading to Sacramento, they wave him just because, you know, it's not a guy they're really looking for. Signs with Cleveland. Played all right for game, for a few games in Cleveland. Then they go out, trade for Jared Allen. Then they draft Evan Mobley. It's just one of those things where opportunity's not there. Let's just move on from him. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. No one's doubting that. It's just he's got to get the right chance. Yeah, I mean, he's got talent, but he's also got to be able to put it together consistently. So I, I think it would do him good, you know, hopefully to latch on with a team somewhere on a two-way deal, spend some more time in the G League, really getting some reps, and then making some opportunities with the main club when he does get a chance. I'd love to see him in Dallas because he'd feed off those passes from Luka, especially a guy that can hit the corner three like that. We got to get Nate Nelson. <laughs> We, so get still need, we got one two-way spot left, so nah, I, I mean, on throwing it to a I mean, former I, mean I, I just need the basketball team to suck so Florida State football can get back to the special <laughs> spot. So. It's going to be Austin versus Nate here in the, a couple months. Yeah, I, I, I'm convinced Florida State losing Julian Phillips in recruiting battle meant Florida State went up and smacked North Carolina. Like, can't have Most, one without the other. One positive, one negative. Yeah. RG's saying that uh, Nate needs a Celsius. Most certainly does. Uh, this has I been a Fahrenheit. What is a Fahrenheit? 
It's a really bad joke. <laughs> oh, are you about to be a dad? We don't know it, it now. I get it now. Yeah. Are you? Is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 Pun. Don't hurt his feelings. <laughs> he muted at the right time. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, let's see what else we got on here. I don't think there's anything more. What's the word on Marvin Jones Jr.? The weekly question of Marvin nothing, Jones Jr. Nothing different. There we go. Watch out for Oklahoma State in November. Oklahoma. Watch out for yep. Oklahoma. Uh, is Florida State recruiting any good linebackers? Where's that ninety? Where's that linebacker piece? Nate uh, Larry's asking. I I, I, got, I got to finish it. I'll get it out in a couple of days. He wants it really it, badly. It, it, it'll be a good. Uh, it'll be a good uh, um, bye week piece. Seventeen linebackers that Florida State <laughs> should, should be recruiting. Legitimately, seventeen of them. I I think it's I think it'd be a good piece. Larry, stay on the lookout for that. That's for that's nolgameday.com. And Carol says we you guys are too much. We're funny to watch. Thank you, Carol. Always on here Wednesday nights. We love Carol. Carol, if you do love us more, check out that code down below. <laughs> Click that link. I'm just kidding with you. I'm playing with you. But if you do have Amazon Prime, twenty percent off. I'm telling you. The best drinks. I, I need one. I got to edit this and put it out tonight and get it out. So get some articles ready. I'm the main editor here at nolgamity.com. So it's not easy this week. It's really busy. Thank you, Dustin, for your help as always on the show. But gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap it up. We do always appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Like I said, go check out Celsius. I can't say it enough. We're going to talk about them for the next couple months. So great brand and happy to be working with them. Make sure you use the code. Use the code 20FSUFUJI. 20FSUFUJI. Link is down below with the code. But yeah, thanks everybody for watching. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube right now, I definitely appreciate it. If you hit the like button, a lot of y'all have been saying y'all have been liking the stream. So love that y'all are hanging out with us and interacting with us, bringing up some really great questions and topics that you know we don't ever have on the docket, but y'all are bringing it up our attention so definitely appreciate everybody hanging out with us enjoy wait wait the... wait 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 whoa wait wait shout out to travis hunter best recruit in the history of college football there it is to... <laughs> we made it you were tired <laughs> but he's still able to do it i appreciate that Only i respect that and shout out to duran james with his 14 tackles in the first half and 17 tackles total in the, you know the best from a defensive player since 2005, if I'm correct. Derwin James going off. Yeah, and uh, good luck to my Steelers against the Seahawks on Sunday night football prime time. The logo hits differently, baby. We're back. We are back, 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 back. And Austin just left. Or Nate Nate just left, left the stream. Also, <laughs> shout out. A shout out you you don't normally expect the ACC for getting us or for getting us credentialed so fast for ACC Media Day, and I'll have an opportunity to select preseason bouts, preseason player of the year. Shout out the ACC. Slight flex, slight flex, slight flex, slight flex. Well, you know from what? Easy. Shout out the ACC for putting no game day on the press credential. Respect. Like that. I like. Can't that. get that from us some other places. Nate. Nate, any uh, shout-outs? Any shout-outs from you? 
Uh, nah, you know, shout out to myself. Justin Fields. Shout, <laughs> shout out to myself. I wouldn't yeah. have thought anything differently. That's exactly how we need to end the show. I wouldn't have thought of anything differently. All right, y'all. Have a great rest of y'all's week, and we'll talk to you guys next week, Wednesday night. Only one pod this week. No instant reaction. Wednesday night. Enjoy. You want to uh, do a bye week instant reaction? We, we should do an instant reaction to Carolina beat Miami 52 to <laughs> 1. 52 to 1. <laughs> They're going to get an extra point safety. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to get off here. All right. Enjoy the weekend.